Alexandra Nyamoyaboui, back for the third part of African Tech Roundup with Henry Mascott, CEO of Curacao. Part 1. Henry gave insights on the current state of Africa's insurance market and reasons for low penetration and inclusion. Part 2. It was about the business opportunity of the insured tech sector. But before we dive into this, let me remind you that Unajua is about offering minimal actionable responses in about 15 minutes or less, and it's also where we offer you the opportunity to earn some African Tech Roundup tokens as a thank you for listening. In this part three, Henry answers the two questions. What are the most successful insurtech startup plays happening on the continent? And how are insurtech startups looking to either partner with incumbents or disrupt them? But before we hear from Henry, let's do this. For a chance to earn some African Tech Roundup token, here's the question you need to answer. What is a company that has been around for about two decades in the insurance sector with a social impact purpose? Stay listening to the end of the episode for the answer. Then, fill out the Google Form linked in the show notes with your name, email address, seller address, and the correct answer to today's question. If you don't already have a social token wallet and seller address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. Henry will be answering the question, how is technology improving insurance penetration in Africa? He will factor in on the size of the insure tech business opportunity in Africa and also talk about how incumbent insurers are adapting to use technology to address low levels of insurance adoption on the continent. Technology companies and the whole last year pretty early on the continent. So success is still a very relative term right now. We actually define success as like exits and like acquisitions. You know, the whole technology ecosystem in the continent, especially across sub-Saharan Africa, is still less than 10 years, so somewhere around five to six years old. So it's still pretty early to, you know, to start to look at actual value success as exits and, and M&As and, and all those sort of things. And it's still pretty early to judge. You can see companies who are starting, obviously still early, but are starting to play a key role in some of the places that I've mentioned across different markets, right? So there are diff different players across different markets and, and different industries. So when you think about you know, service and administration, which is like end-to-end -end systems across insurance companies, you see different players playing in, in different markets as well. So obviously, before now, a lot of the technologies were being imported into the continent. So some of the very first insurance companies started deploying technology. Some of most of the technologies were not homegrown. They were actually purchased from either the States or from India or somewhere in Europe. We start to have like very early successes across like different lines of insurance. So on the, obviously, Curacel on the claims and fraud management side for health and auto and the Nigerian side, just across cutting across Africa we're still pretty much the the first guy's position around that and, and but you can see a lot of other infrastructure companies coming into different in different sites in South Africa you can hear companies like Roots, Pineapple. In in Kenya you start to see a few companies, there's Lamy, there's Tureko in Nigeria as well. Like I said, you can see Curacao and then there's a few other guys um that are coming up. Um I think I've I, Guys like Cassava trying to provide employment insurance, um, you know, Reliance Health, you know, innovating on that health side of things. 
So stupidly early, most of these companies are stupidly early. Most of them are still at like pre-seed, seed stage as well. But again, it also varies varies across multiple markets. From a social impact side, some of them, you know, most of the companies that started out, um, you know, looking at it, not just purely from a commercial standpoint, from a social standpoint, companies like MicroInsure, I think right now it's called the MicroInsurance Company, has been around for a decade to two decades, but they've been very focused and also, at least it started out from a social impact angle, got a lot of funding from the big big funders and I think sometime at the stage became quite commercial focused and all that too. So you can start uh, if you look at it um, from a impact side, you can see a lot of a lot of guys started out on the impact side, taking a lot of funding from the impact investors. But again, obviously down the line found he had to see scale commercially and like converted. The incumbents, the startups being in the space can be divided into, you know, infrastructure companies providing technology to incumbents. And then you can also see a few of the the new insurers that are trying to, you know, provide insurance to the population, direct to consumer, by leveraging on technology. People like Curacel and like Lamy and like Roots and all these guys would be more infrastructure as a service or technology as a service and then you can you know have people like you know reliance you know balloon africa in french speaking africa pineapple this would be people who are um new insurers insurance companies leveraging on technology to do better distribution better operations and so on and so forth yeah like i said continuing from the last question right so you see you have two types of um, insure techs, um, you know, the ones who are enabling incumbents and then the ones who are trying to disrupt incumbents as well. They Obviously, they all have their parts to play. You know, you, you need both, both types of companies um, to be able to do, um, to be able to do uh, or drive the industry or grow, or grow penetration. Um, obviously, the incumbents have, I mean, they all have their pros and cons, right? The incumbents already have market share, so if you enable them, you're faster to, in, you know, right from the, if you're able to sign them, you have so many, you have massive reach and massive distribution for your products by signing them. And obviously, uh, because incumbents are also older, slower, again, they might not be um, easy to partner with uh, and then figuring out that as skill. So, so there are pros and cons, and cons of that. Companies like, like Curacel, um, obviously, our strategy is to be able to, you know, provide or build infrastructure that enables all the stakeholders uh, work better. Um, obviously, starting out by enabling incumbents be better at like operations, and then from that, we going to other things as, as well. So yeah, so the strategy is is um is so for different companies is different. Um, they all have their their pros pros and cons for us. Um, obviously, our approach is to to partner with incumbents, you know, because we believe that, you know, they understand the market, they understand the challenges in the market. We understand technology, you know, so we can we can kind of like partner and do what we do. Um, and, and everybody brings what they're best at to the table. We bring technology, you know, we bring the ability to innovate, ability to to deploy quickly, and then they bring their deep understanding of the market. Um, bring their big client business and then we can partner and, and do do interesting things in the market. And, and then you also have, like I said, people who believe that incumbents are slow and there's, that they can disrupt them and get market share faster as well. Like I said, they're different 
sites of insurance and different value chains of insurance. Some of them, incumbents would always win and keep winning in some of those places. And in some of them, it's easier for disruptors to be able to come in and move quickly, right? There's been some detailed analyses globally in terms of in different aspects of insurance, like breaking, breaking it down and then trying to determine who and who stands a higher chance of being successful, whether it's the incumbents uh, being enabled by insurtechs or, or the disruptors as well. And when I think about this thing, I think they all have their parts to play. And, you know, depending on for, for every founder, every company, depending on what strategy is best aligned with your personality and your strengths, execute. So if I am... Um, if I if I also you know build build a, maybe build a little bit on on this as well would be that there are certain products that is easier to sell and, and it's easier to get started by um, new insurers or MGAs, uh, which is basically people who can build products and distribute quickly. So they are easier. The products that is easy, there are solutions. So I, w- I would say that solutions that aren't very easy for incumbents to adapt to, right? So for instance, companies like Pineapple starting out by doing P2P insurance or community-based insurance. So stuff like this is so new and innovative that maybe a regular insurance company is not built to operate like this. So it's easier for a company to, to start from the scratch and be designed to be like this. So we're seeing some innovation on the, especially direct consumer innovations that you know are models that are very different so uh, we've also seen a lot of micro insurance products that are first of all started by um, because we're starting to see adoption by the incumbents, but most of them were started by like smaller companies or, or insurtechs uh, and then easily copied by the, the insurance company. So it would be the products where it requires the ability to move very quickly, then you know it's great for or, and be very innovative, then it's great for startups to come in and move quickly in that aspect. But products that require massive distribution, then it's easier to just partner with incumbents. And like I said, there are different types of partnerships. There's enabling incumbents. There's distributing the products you create with incumbents, just providing them with the ability to, is that create a, go create a product, you have an expertise in terms of how to distribute. And then there's finally, you just trying to do it from the scratch by yourself. So there are different models that I'm seeing in the market, slightly successful, but still pretty early to tell. Here's the answer to this week's proof of play question. For a chance to earn some African Tech Roundup token, here's a question you need to answer. What is a company that has been around for about two decades in the insurance sector with a social impact purpose? Microinsurance company. Go ahead and fill out the Google form linked in the show notes with your name, email address, silo address, and the correct answer to today's question. Again, if you don't already have a social token wallet and silo address, get with the program by signing up at wallet.socialstack.co. Hey, community, you can give us your feedback on what you thought of the conversations, interviews by reaching out to us on social media or by leaving a wonderful 60 second voice notes that could be featured in the future. Until next time.